Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to the Nevada Wild Podcast, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Aaron Keller, today's host, and today we have Jan Nemec, Outdoor Education Coordinator with the Nevada Department of Wildlife, and a special guest, Mike Curtis. He's an angler ed volunteer, a local fishing guide, I guess just all, all around fish head, right? All around nothing but fish. All about fishing. So we want to talk this today about uh, fall fishing, uh, what we got coming up, some events, some cool stuff coming up to the winter, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming in, guys. Oh, thanks Excellent. for having me. Excellent. So, Jan, fall fishing, one of the best times to get outside and do some fishing? Fall is absolutely a good time. Uh, it's great. We're finally getting these lower temperatures. I feel like the official kickoff for fall is when you see that hard freezing truckie. Um, that 28 degrees, that, that hard, hard freeze, it kind of signals the, at least for the Truckee in this area, kind of, kind of cool down and, 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 uh, really, really, uh, cool down. Cool down, bugs start popping. You get that kind of Nevada area where that first thing in the morning, you got to turn the heater on. Right. Car, get going. Um, you know, in afternoons it warms up probably one of that is one of the few places where you'll have your heater running in the morning and your ac running in the afternoon i know right yeah you try and choose your waders that you're wearing for the day based off like you're gonna be way too hot and way too cold and (laughs) there is no middle this time of year that is for sure right on so so we're up here in reno um what are some good spots that you guys kind of look forward to in the fall you know the easy answer is the truckie for sure the uh <clears throat> this the fall is, is is definitely one of the best times uh flows kind of start to come down at, with with high water a couple of years ago and the amount of snowfall that we had we we've kind of really been uh been treated treated well with water but uh this is going to be i think kind of the first lower water fall because the last couple of years haven't been real real low so you really get a get a shot at more fish or uh some fish that you typically don't get a shot at with having that lower water and i think that's that's definitely plays a big part, but like you said earlier, with the bugs being out, that certainly is is a big part of it as well. Uh, coming out of the summer, I know that that really triggers uh, betas. What have you seen on the water, Mike? It's um, we've been starting to see the micro blueing hatch, which is kind of our big fall hatch. Generally, starting this time of year, October runs into November. Um, it's a really great hatch for the fish on the Truckee. Last year, last fall, probably some of the best fishing as far as numbers go I have seen on the Truckee River where my clients in a half day, you know, were putting in 10 to 15 fish to the net days. Totally unheard of on the Truckee. That's great. That is excellent. Um, And I mean, to see they weren't super, super big fish. They were that two to three year old class. And coming out of 2015 with, you know, a fish kill up to 80% in the river, it's really good to see that many fish so quickly coming back in that river. 
and the caddis hatch really surprised me. It was probably last fall was the best caddis hatch I had ever seen on the Truckee River where it reminded me a lot of like Montana where you're walking out in the middle of the river, you open your mouth too wide and you're sucking caddis into truly your epic. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> truly yeah. epic. Right. Truly epic. And, and another, another one of those unheard of on the Truckee, that's for sure, at least down on our side. We don't get those real prolific hatches. And I can remember a few nights where it was incredible. It yeah. was definitely incredible. And, you know, most people know out there that Truckee River fish don't like to rise in – um, except with certain exceptions, the micro blue wing hatch is one or blue wing hatch in February is another one, but to see the amount of fish coming up and coming into a run where you're seeing 15, 20, 25 fish coming up and working the surface, it's so encouraging after the hard year of 2015 that we've had. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. It seems like that, that that lower stretch has bounced back really quick. Definitely. It's I think the lower stretch has and even, you know, through town and west of town has come back even more than what and quicker than what everybody was expecting it to be. A lot of us in the industry were looking at you know, like a five to 10 year plan of the Truckee River trying to make a comeback and possibly being like it was in its glory days in the mid 2000s to 2010, 12. Um, and now a lot of us have really readjusted to like a two to five year plan of the Truckee bouncing back. It's just been completely incredible how fast that fishery has come back so i'd say it's safe to say you guys are looking forward to this fall absolutely no yeah. not at all <laughs> at least on that river what other rivers are we I'm, looking at what, what else do we have coming up but east walker east walker is looking really really good i think i checked the flows here recently it's been a little low like 100 about 100 cfs 110 something like that that's right around there. yeah so not, not really low not super low like i flows i mean Fall flows, we'll call it. Fall flows, it's, I've definitely seen it lower. Yes. When we try and yeah. look for it, we look for 100. 100, 100, 100, 100 magic. Is, is no, absolutely. Right about the great absolutely. number, so. Absolutely. absolutely. Like, for me, as a guide, especially fishing the East Walker, it's that 100 to 200 CFS level is almost ideal for fishing that river. And, you know, with all the new state land that's opened up down there. Right. It's opened up an incredible fishery, and last fall into even last winter, I was really shocked and super happily surprised of the amount of fish that were down there and the quality of fish that were down there. Yeah, it's kind of been a little secret. A little, it, bit, of, it, a little, little bit. It's, it's kind of getting a little bit of a light shown shown on it now with the the new park and everything. But absolutely. And they're really the only big difference that I found from like a hundred to like you said a hundred to two hundred is it's just easier to wade. Absolutely. At, down when it gets at one twenty five is where those spots get to be a yeah, little yeah. It just bit starts to get a little tight once it gets up a little bit higher. It's yeah, a little harder to wade. Two hundred, two fifty. It seems like being able to cross, cross the river and back and forth. Yeah, it just um, gets tough. Gets tough and. 
especially like for anybody who's fished any of the walkers you know once you get kind of out of that river it's because of the brush and everything's so like concentrated on the river sometimes it can be really really tough to get back onto the river so i mean having flows where you can cross just makes it yeah just stay in the river yeah exactly what are uh what are some techniques that you kind of like for for the east walker specifically that um for the east walker it's nymphing is always a good way to go um i know tight line nymphing has really become a huge it's come back to the u.s whether you're talking check nymphing tight line nymphing um it's come back to the united states after leaving in the 50s and 60s going over to europe getting their touch on it and now coming back it's really become popular it's a really great effective way um to fish uptight personal it's almost like using a surgeon's knife to fish where an indicator it's more a little bit more blunt instrument Mm -hmm. but both ways can be super effective and then one of my favorite ways to fish it is the streamer i think everybody really associates the walker the east walker with streamer fishing and watching and fish lift up and chase down that streamer and attack it like it owes them money. Right, for sure. It's, it always seems like it's either something really small, like <laughs> really, really, really delicate, or there's something that's going to hit you in the back of the head. Yeah, it's. I mean, the walker, you know, it's two different worlds rolled into one where nymphing, you're fishing 16, 18, 20, 22s, micro, classic mm-hmm. tailwater stuff, and then at the same time, you can turn around in the same hole and throw an articulated size to fly. Big piece of meat. Yeah, a big piece of meat and have something crush it. Yeah, I was talking with Jan, uh, what was that, like a month or two ago, you you on your fly of the month, when you did that big stinger Yeah, fly, the stinger bait, absolutely. I was thinking that would be East Walker for, for sure. Definitely so. for the East Walker, absolutely. Right. Get down quick, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So and then uh, we just got a, you know, a couple minutes here before the first break already. And uh, so what's another one you want to highlight? Local water, something across northern Nevada. You got anything? You know, um, I think reservoirs. We really haven't touched base on reservoirs. So uh, certainly some of the my my favorite um, are out east. I like like Wild Horse, I like South Fork right now. Both of those, um, God, I've had friends, I feel like, at Wild Horse everywhere, for, or uh, at Wild Horse for like the last three or four weeks. They just kind of keep going back. So that's certainly one worth checking out this fall. And how Absolutely. are they fishing it? You know, I, a lot of times boat um, yeah. trolling flies um, and likely likely fishing streamers, cast masters. It's, it's kind of a family group, so there's, there's a little bit yeah. of everything in there. So... Um, I'd have to imagine that they take the boats and float tubes and sinking lines, but then kids from shore fishing bait as well. So right, it's a good point. Mix. Like we're not all. I mean, we're not. I'm definitely not a fly fishing purist. So um, we should definitely throw out some of the lures, some of the stuff that people can use. Certainly, and uh, Certainly. we'll probably get into that a little bit more in the second half of the show. But definitely, all these spots can also be fished with 
lures or even some bait in some of these cases. So Definitely. Yep. If a streamer is going to work, I have to imagine a Rapala is going to probably do a pretty good job. Rapala, yep. Panther Martin, Castmaster, Bingo. Spoon, even like Marabou Jigs, anything like that. You definitely. know, we'll definitely get the job done. For me, just being a fly fishing guide, it, it's not very often I bust out the spinning rod and use it. Yeah. But it's still there. It's still there. It's part of my, <laughs> you know, it's how I was raised is dad pulling out the spinning rods, going down to the Truckee River and fishing it. And just for me, it's, I think, some for some anglers it's an evolution where you start out throwing with a spinning rod putting bait on throwing it out and then moving up to lures and then even with a spinning rod throwing a bobber and flies underneath it yep. and slowly evolving into fly fishing um yeah. and it's a great that's one great thing about fishing period is we all may have our little quirks and differences, but when it comes down to talking, fishing, and just talking and being a community, we're all together. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, we're coming up to the break, and uh, we'll kind of get right back into it. Right, more right after this. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Nevada Wild Podcast. I'm Aaron Keller here today with Jan Nemec, outdoor education, angler education guru, Mike Curtis, local fishing guide, fish enthusiast, right guys? Fish nut. Fish just all around fishy. Right. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about eastern Nevada waters. Wild horse, South Fork, some of the some of the bigger you know, favorite waters for guys to go through in the fall. Absolutely. I think I mentioned South Fork specifically. I, I, that is, that one is, it holds a special place in my heart for sure. Um, that one, uh, we were talking about in the break there, a little bit about anchor ice and how it affects some of the places. And really, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of areas in the western part of the state that we could say, at least moving water, we were really affected. But that's certainly one that I look for out there at South Fork. Once you kind of start to see that ice to just start to creep around the shoreline it's kind of the trigger at least it's been a trigger for me that that's when the really good fishing starts um and when they're you know i don't want to say to lead anything but kind of feels like that some ways uh, yeah sometimes um and and there's been i can remember some pretty magical uh mornings out there where uh it's been just frigid cold well 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 below freezing in the 20s and and fishing dry flies, um, specifically one day fishing snail patterns. And I don't know if it was just a short window or or something, again, magical, but there were a lot of floating snails. So whether it was the cold or um, whatever it was, but there was actually fish eating the snails off the surface. Is it the wind churning them it up? Could maybe have or absolutely been like a part that? of yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, whatever magical combination. Um, but I was fishing snails on the surface and just just doing really well um aside from that though i stripping leeches and um i, I can 
I can remember some, some pretty good midge hatches there when it really starts to get cold. Um, definitely holds a special place for me. What about uh, wild horse as well? Um, I think we touched base about there. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I mean, everything I've been hearing, like, wild horse has just been off the hook all year. I was fortunate enough to fish it in the spring, and it was it, it now holds a special place in my heart. And <laughs> I, it, it was one of those things like, holy cow, what a fishery, especially only being restocked. What that three, was another one. That, yeah, years, another one that years. was hit real hard with the drought. For yeah, sure, and for sure. I know everyone that talks about wild horse fishing in this fall. I mean, it's stripping leeches, stripping buggers, cast masters, rapalas, um, aggressive fish, aggressive, healthy fish. Yeah, very healthy, fat, very yes. fat. Um, you know, indicator. It, bobbers with jigs underneath them moving that like it just it's one of those places that almost when it's on it's on yeah anything on can work certainly worth checking out here in the next couple of weeks that uh, that is for certain definitely that is for certain some other some other spots that we don't hit that often lahontan um for some of the maybe the warm water species here towards the end of the season and this is this year across the board at Lahontan has just been epic. Some of the pictures that, that we've seen Facebook and yes, yeah, show up. Some this nice size walleye, early. some nice size wipers, huge. Um, we were, we were out there early in the summer and we were hammering Caught the just about everything. Yeah. 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 From walleye. Yeah. That was some really good days. Some yeah. really, really good days. So that'll hold on for what through October into November, maybe hopefully we see that. Yeah. Into November. I mean, as long as it doesn't go, down real fast we should see that just kind of carry on through right the like fall. Wal- walleye fishermen in like the midwest i mean they're fishing it all fall and winter absolutely. so there's no reason it shouldn't be any different here absolutely some of those spots no there. it's definitely not. i think it would Lahontan, go rye patch um i feel like that's that's a good that's kind of a common misconception it's like the carp like the carp disappear when it's not warm but that's not right they're no still, that's they're still available in some of the some of the bass, I can definitely uh, remember catching some good fish. When it was cold. I know, like carp. You and I were talking before this podcast about, you know, ten, twelve years ago, me going, dude, I'm going carp fishing. And you're like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. No. And you know, carp. It, it's I call them redneck bonefish, and because that's the way they act. Like you hook into a 10, 15 pound carp, six feet in front of your rod tip, at least on fly for me. And the next thing you know, you blink there 125, 150 feet screaming away from you in yep. a blink of an eye. But that even happens in the fall. And I've caught and, and chased carp even throughout the winter months, late fall. And I can remember getting some pretty good pictures from you. When it was yeah. Like cold February outside. and, um, in fact, like even this last winter, January, when we had those 50 degree days, like when it would warm up, you can go out and go catch carp. Yeah. Um, and even I think later this fall, as we really start to cool down, if we get those spells that Nevada does get where you'll warm back up into 
warm a little bit warmer than seasonal average temperatures it's a great time to get out go fish because those fish feel that water temperature change and it it'll trigger something it yeah. is yeah absolutely. definitely yeah fatten up absolutely oh yeah yeah absolutely i think another still water option definitely one of my favorites spooner lake we see that one kind of get a little choked in the summer times it can at times with with the vegetation but i know fall is is certainly uh the time where where that goes away so um i definitely like spooner i'm actually headed up there this weekend um hopefully i have a good report uh but that's one that that just about anything this time of year is is a good bet from from spinners to streamers and trolling bugs behind boats yeah uh, pretty easy access you can get in there get in there pretty quick and if you want to get on a tube or something like that or a kayak you can you can get out on the water. Even from Absolutely. shore fishing, like, yeah, there's really, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff to hinder access to any shoreline of that, of Spooner Lake. I mean, the only point then is the middle of the lake, but usually yeah. with that lake, you can definitely hit different water depths from any access point, and those fish get a lot of fun in the winter t- like fall time Absolutely. Yeah. i don't know why i'm stuck on winter I think it's, that <laughs> it's cold 20 degree it's cold chilly. weather output yeah, for sure no but uh that also bring i one word that you said jan that kind of sparked something um is our fishing report right so you said you'd have a good report absolutely we update anybody that's listening we update the fishing report weekly bi-weekly i mean we as often as we can as soon as something changes we kind of update our reports and that's statewide and so anybody listening go to our website endow.org click on fit or hover on fish and go down to fishing report and we update those and it'll have the date and so anytime any of our guys go out um or ivy down in las vegas when she goes out fishing or hears anything she'll update it and uh so you can get up-to-date stuff Certainly, we'll try to keep that as yeah as up to date as possible. Absolutely, and, and those reports are getting a little bit longer, a little bit more extensive, a little more detailed. You're actually putting in flies and lures and areas people can go catch fish, or so trying to make it as easy as possible. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So, so if you're if you're listening, you got to kind of you want to plan a trip, plan an adventure. Um, you can use a fishing report or or even the stocking report as we plant fish. Um, as it starts to cool down, we'll start planting more and more fish around the state. So, yeah. Excellent. So any other favorites for the fall? Favorite spots? Oh. I do very little on the Carson. Seems the like Carson, that, one, that one tends to go down a little bit this time of year. A little bit, but it's, there's so much water in the Carson, like. In the watershed itself. Yeah. We're, yeah, all, we're it, all still pretty loaded, it, it seems like. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice. Um, I know, like. East of town is really good in the fall for trout fishing. Smallmouth fishing can be really good mm-hmm. down there. Um, for trout fishing, heading kind of southwest where the Carson splits and the East Carson broken dam up in there is super, super good trout fishing. And it you can have unbelievable days yep. up in there. And it's funny, like, I had somebody stop me a while ago, and I was with clients, and there's no fish down here. Like, 
and we ended up right. there's a lot of places like that in nevada yeah, yeah. it's get out and explore holy it, it'll amaze you but i think we ended up having like a hundred fish day yeah and it was yeah. just we were all laughing that was the joke throughout the entire day of there's no fish in there's here no fish right in there. yeah and we just stocked the carson right there in that spot i mean so there's gonna be fish down there for sure absolutely and that's you know a quick easy way not a lot of people there usually Mm -hmm. and it's a small enough river that you can actually if you want to go out and work whether spin fishing work on technique fly fishing try and pick up fly fishing that's a great river to get out and start learning and trying something new and be successful be have that opportunity to be successful at catching fish where some of our rivers like the Truckee. It's hard to get confidence. It, it, very. Confidence yeah. is it's slower. Is it the more, there's more fish in the Carson or what do you think? It's, I think the population. Definitely I, I, I think, it. I think it's a mixture of the population of the fish is greater, but also, especially in the fall, that river being a freestone river condenses. Mm-hmm. So that trout population has to condense where, other rivers that maintain roughly the same size yeah that might not have a bigger population of fish so that same population has like able to spread out right and so it makes it a lot more difficult because there's so much fishy water that those fish can hold in to where on a freestone like the carson river as it condenses their structure, their habitat. The fish have to move. Yeah, and kind of condense themselves. So yep. it's a great time to get out and really get your confidence going in to like a new technique or yeah. trying something new. Get out and practice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, another thing, we just have another minute here before the podcast is done, which this one seems like it flew by. It's fishing. But, yeah. But yeah, fishing. Everybody loves talking about fishing. But uh, is Jan, I want you to plug kind of your fishing classes, clinics, um, kind of what you go through, what you have planned maybe for the next few weeks or month? or Absolutely. We have uh, coming up specific dates. I don't think I have in front of me. I don't me, think but we I need to worry about too much about specific no, dates. No, we, uh, we have a couple of, uh, of our introduction to fly fishing courses, and it's, it's uh, kind of a shorter scaled-down version. Um, good taste test of, of fly fishing a uh, couple of those scheduled through November, um, and then coming stuff, big stuff coming up uh, in February. If I'm not mistaken, uh, it's right around the second week of February. We're looking at having our first Native Slam seminar, so uh, that's going to be a big one. Um, if you're familiar with it, uh, it's essentially all of our native uh, trout and uh, the whitefish uh, thrown into the mix there. Um, essentially, you catch them all, and you are rewarded with the Nevada Native Slam. Right uh, so. Help you find fish and right on, guys. Well, thanks for coming in, and uh, yeah, we'll put some links in the description on on our class schedule we got coming up and uh, fishing report stuff like that. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks for listening. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.